Principle number one, there is no neutrality in the universe. I love quantum physics. And one of the reasons I love quantum physics so much is because the laws that apply to physics, the laws that govern the universe, are the same laws that apply to communication. Almost always. In fact, I still have not yet found a principle or a law in physics that does not directly apply to communication. So when I study them, it always freaks me out, the parallels that you can draw. For example, if you take any object and you place it in any environment, over time, what will happen is that object will start to reflect its environment, become like its environment, start to walk and talk like its environment, look like its environment, or the environment will start to reflect that object, become like that object. There is no neutrality. You're never really just sitting still. You're never really just ignoring what's going on around you or it's ignoring you. There is no neutrality. For example, transference. When you put a teaspoon, for example, in a cup of coffee, that teaspoon will start to heat up because the heat in the coffee is transferring to the spoon. And then eventually, the heat in both the coffee and the teaspoon is going to transfer to the air around it, the room around it, and eventually everything will be the same temperature because of that transference that's always going on. There's no neutrality in the universe. The reason this is so important for us to remember for communication purposes is because many times you will think to yourself, or you might have known people who have said, you know, I just don't let that stuff at work get to me. I mean, I just, you know, I know there's a lot of negative people there, but I just don't let it get to me. I don't, I don't, I just ignore it. Mm, I do. That is an impossibility. I mean, come on. You can't just ignore difficult people or toxic attitudes or abusive communicators or passive aggressive people at work or at home or anyplace else. You know that. You know, if you live with or work with people who are just impossible, you may have tried the old, I'm going to ignore them approach, but you have found that it doesn't work. And maybe that's why you're here. Because you cannot simply ignore your environment. If you are in a toxic environment, you're going to be conforming to it or you're going to be transforming it. Those are your only two options. Sitting still is not an option. That's why we need to know what options we have available to us. We need to know and we need to be confident that we can use the tools that are at our disposal. That's where powerful communication and tactical communication, mindful communication comes into play. Really, the first thing we must do when we're facing a communication challenge is decide. What am I going to do? What is my role here? Because I am either going to be conforming to my environment or I'm going to be transforming it. Those are my two options. Those are it. That's it. What are you here to do? I remember the day I was with Crystal Dixon. Crystal Dixon is a partner of mine. She's more like a sister. And we were in a Marriott hotel. I believe we were in the Camelback Marriott in Phoenix, Arizona. One of my favorite hotels, by the way. And we were talking about what we were going to do with some problem in which we found ourselves. I don't even remember what it was. And we were talking about this particular law where we were saying, well, what can we do? You know, I believe that Crystal was having a real problem with her boss and I was having a real problem with my coworkers. And they all kind of had this toxic attitude. And we were saying to one another, well, I don't know. I mean, what can we do? And then we talked about this particular law and we were talking about how our only two options really were to either conform to our environment and become like those around us or transform our environment. Sometimes, by the way, let me throw in this caveat. If you're using this principle to work through some challenge that you have, remember, if you can't change the people around you, maybe you need to change the people around you. 
We must have the maturity, the insight to recognize when we are in an environment that we cannot change because our environment is so critical. Our environment is going to be affecting us every moment of every day. So we were talking about that. And I remember Crystal Dixon got on the top of the bed because she was suddenly filled with the spirit. She recognized truth. In these principles, we'll be talking about truth. Truth, you will always recognize, whether it comes in the form of a good story, a good hymn, a good conversation, a good tip, a good article. You will always recognize truth. Truth speaks to you in a way that you respond to on a physiological level. Your cells are communicating with other cells in the universe all the time. You know, I love, again, going back to physics and when you break things down to the quantum level, there's the physical level, the metaphysical level, the atomic level, the genetic level, the molecular level. There's all sorts of different levels. All of the levels communicate with one another and all of the things in every level communicate with one another all the time. Did you know that if you were sitting next to somebody of the opposite sex and they have immunities to diseases that you do not have, your genes will start to talk to their genes. And if they find out, hey, wait a minute, you have immunities to diseases that I don't. Wow, you know, we'd make good offspring. Your genes will then start to talk to you and say, you like this person. You want to mate with this person. <laughs> and you'll start to feel like, I don't know what it is about you, but I like it. You know how sometimes you feel chemistry with certain people? Well, that's because all of the communication that's going on on so many different levels. And Crystal was suddenly filled with the spirit of truth. Her genes, her atoms, her being, everything within her was suddenly awakened by the truth that it was hearing. And she jumped on top of the bed and put her finger straight in the air and said, I am not here to conform. <laughs> I am not here to conform. And I remember that almost every day. I think I think about that because I think to myself almost every day, Dan, you got to step it up. I have to remember why I'm here. We talk in our communication training a lot about the personal compass because the personal compass helps me remember why I'm here. Not why I'm here at my job or why I'm here at home or why I'm here in a meeting, but why I'm here. It's so easy to forget why we're here. That's why we need certain tools to help remind us frequently why we're here. It's almost as if there's this game that we're constantly playing. I know that I'm here for a reason, but I know that here is trying to distract me from that reason 24 hours a day. And so it's my job to remember why I'm here all the time and then do whatever it is I'm here to do. But just the remembering part is sometimes so difficult because we're distracted by things like we have to eat. We have to put gas in the car. We have to go through our daily motions so that we can do whatever it is we are here to do. And again, when truth speaks to us, whether I'm reading a story, a novel, watching a movie, a documentary, having a conversation with somebody, whatever form truth comes in, whether it's a whisper or a yell or it's clobbering us over the head with a book, when we hear truth, we respond to it. It wakes us up. It awakens something in us that says, that's it, that's it, that's the truth, that's, that's it. But even when I watch a Disney movie, there are so many things in Disney movies that I love. I've always been a huge fan of Disney movies. Since I was a little kid, I do not think that my appreciation for Disney movies has done anything but grow throughout the years. And I, I think it's because there's so much truth in it. You know, in just about every Disney movie, the reason I believe they're so popular is they speak to truth. The truth that, you know, Sleeping Beauty and Snow White, they were never really dead. They were just asleep. These things around us really aren't as they appear. If we just close our eyes and say a secret prayer or 
look right at them and say bibbidi-bobbidi-boo and recite a spell. These things around us can magically transform into whatever we want. We can have a horse-drawn carriage bring us to the ball. You know, the shoe will eventually find the person that it's meant to fit. <laughs> and all it takes is true love to save the day. And everything is going to be fine once we recognize that true love is generally sitting right in front of us the whole time. Those types of truths that are woven into every Disney movie, we recognize as truth. Even though that's just a made-up story, it's true. And when you read something that's written for whatever your faith is, if you have any faith, whether you're reading the Quran or the Bible or whatever it may be, you know when you're reading something that's true and when you're reading something that's not. And with all the information that we have available to us these days, we have so many different places where we can find truth. That was Crystal's truth for the day, that she is not here to conform. Well, are you? Am I? Because that's what we're doing most of the time. We either are swimming with the current and conforming to the people around us, to the, you know, the norms around us, to the ideals held by those around us. Or we're saying, wait a minute. I am not here to conform. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm special. I know that I have a purpose here. And it's to change things, and it's going to be for the better. I must cast aside the ideas and the norms and the thought patterns. And I must stop every now and then and listen for the truth that's whispering in the pages of a book. Truth that's whispering in a scene, in an animated movie that's been playing now over and over again for the past 25 years on Disney. Or truth that might be coming from my mom in a conversation where she forgets I'm her son and I forget she's my mom and we're just two people sharing an experience. And remember that we don't have to look for what it is that we are here to do. You don't have to find your purpose and then declare it. We have to listen for it. On the end of just about any story, whether it's a Disney story or my life story or your life story, you probably have learned by now that whatever you think you're there to do in a situation or in a relationship or in a meeting or in a job, whatever you think is the purpose there. Normally at the end of the story, we look back and we think that wasn't the purpose at all. Whatever I thought that relationship was about, it wasn't about that at all. Not at all. It was totally different from what I was experiencing at the moment, but I was really busy telling that person in my relationship what I was there to do. I was really busy telling my job what I was there to do. I was really busy telling the world what I'm here to do instead of letting the world tell me what I'm here to do. Letting that relationship tell me what it's about. When we can simply, instead of trying to force our relationships into a box or trying to force our job into what we want it to be, force that person into what we want him or her to be, force our lives to be what we'd like them to be because we know what they should be about. We know why we're here. Instead of doing that, maybe, sometimes, we could entertain the possibility of simply sitting back and letting that job tell us why we're here. We're not here to conform. We've got that. Why are we here? I'm not always sure. But I know that if I stop and I listen for truth, that job will tell me. That person will tell me. That relationship will tell me. By the time its cycle is wrapping up and I've learned the lesson that I'm there to learn, I'll know why I was there. I'll know what that relationship was about. I'll know what that job was about. And it will be something very different from what I walked in thinking it was about. I'm not always sure what the lesson is, but I know that I'm there to learn it, not to teach it. 
But I know that if I'm just quiet sometimes, instead of constantly telling the world what I want it to be, if I can listen and let it tell me what it is, what it's about, why I'm here, I will hear truth. And I'm not sure that I'm supposed to know what I'm doing here all of the time. You know what I mean? I mean, I realize that I'm not here to conform. I'm here because I'm special and I have something that I'm bringing to this party here. You know, I'm, I'm bringing something. I'm not sure what it is. But I wouldn't have been invited if I didn't have something to offer, something to bring, something that I could use to create and make this better. We're not invited to places where we have no place. The universe does not invite people to parties where the person has nothing to contribute. When you're invited to a party, you're invited because you're either the guest of honor, and I believe that normally comes at the end, or you have something to contribute. When you look at the way things go in the universe, when you look at physics, and when you look at the grand scheme of things, there is nothing that has no purpose. And the purpose is always a creative one. It's always adding something. When you look at creation, you know, the whole universe, and how it is created, how it has been created, how it is still being created, and what creation really is all about, every piece of that universe, every piece of that puzzle is bringing something to the table that helps in the creative process. If that is not the case, if we're talking about something like cancer cells, those are not part of the creative process. And so when they come to the party and start to wreak havoc, they eventually die out and are cast aside. If you're not contributing, you're not part of the party, you weren't invited to the party on purpose, you're not going to last long at the party because there's no place for you. So if I'm here, I have to be here because I am contributing. I am creative. You know, the power that is in me but not of me is the one of creation. So what the heck am I supposed to be doing with that? It's not always clear, right? <laughs> but I know that what I'm not here to do is to conform. Because if that were my purpose, I wouldn't be here to begin with. I'm an on purpose. I'm not an accident. And while I'm not always sure what my purpose is, I am not here to conform. I'm here to transform. So I have to remember that when I'm going through the process of deciding what to do, what to say, how to handle a challenge that I'm facing in a relationship, whether it's at home or at work or with myself or with my creator, or whatever the challenge is and with whom it may be. I must start by remembering, well, I'll tell you what I'm not here to do. I know that I'm not here to become like the people around me. I hear no truth in that. My genes, my cells, they do not respond to that as though it is truth. If I think to myself, however, I know I'm supposed to be doing something here. I'm not here to conform. I'm here to transform. I'm here to transform. I am here to make this place, this relationship, this person, myself, better. That has truth, right? I mean, think to yourself, here are my two options in every relationship, in every place that I go. I'm here to conform to it and become more like it. Or I'm here to transform it because I am an alchemist. I can take things and I can transform them into other things. I can take nothing and make it into something. I can take darkness and make it into light. I can take lovelessness and turn it into love. Just like that. All I have to do is say bibbidi bobbidi boo or click my heels three times or close my eyes and make a wish. That's all I have to do. Now, it's not really that simple, I know. But there's some truth to that, right? I mean, which one did you feel? Which one did you respond to? The one where you're just here to conform to the mediocrity in which you find yourself or you're here to transform it because you and I were alchemists. Which one do you think has a ring of truth to it?
Because remember, what we do with these principles is whatever problem you have, whatever challenge you're facing in any relationship that you have, even though there's really only one, stop and think because there are a lot of sleeping beauties around us. You know what? And they don't look so pretty in the real life version of the story. And it's very tempting to just close our eyes and go to sleep and say, wake me up when this is all over. But that's not what we're here to do. We are not here to conform. You and I, we are here to transform. <laughs>